DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and we are joined now by Larry Kristoviak, head coach at the University of Utah. Larry, good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. Thanks for coming on. Before we get to all the uh, bigger picture stuff, uh, I'm curious, what would you be normally doing this time of year, and what are you doing now? Everybody's life is getting changed. How has life changed for a a college basketball coach right now as far as off-season stuff, recruiting, and all that? Well, you know, the timing, um, as you're aware, we we lost our last game against Oregon State in in a tough fashion, and then season was called off. Uh, a day later so I think you know anything that we want to complain about in terms of you know tipping over our little apple cart uh, is really kind of a mute point when it comes to what a lot of other people are dealing with Um, we're kind of in a little bit of a break right now our kids would have been back to school we'd be doing some workouts we'd all be heading out to the final four um, in Atlanta this year so you know, we're getting by while our kids are safe. We had a uh, extensive Zoom call yesterday, and it uh, it was neat seeing every face that's involved with our program on there, and just catching up with everybody in all all parts of the world. So we're we're getting by, and just keep hoping for some better news coming down the pike for everybody. So many things to discuss with you relative to your program, but also relative to college basketball. Hopefully we can do it all here as, as quick as possible in this short time. One of the yeah, things I good. wanted to hit one of the things I wanted to hit with you is you know, you're going to expect it to have like 99.9 percent of your talent returning and all of your production and offseason is a critical component as far as improvement to leading into next season. Uh, what are you going to be able to do? to help these guys to be able to improve the level that they need to be able to improve in to have them ready to go for whenever the season starts next year? Yeah, you know, I think it it's, could be looked at two ways as well. I'm, I'm very optimistic, as is our coaching staff, of having all these guys back. Um, so when you think about that in comparison with maybe another squad that's going through the same thing uh, development-wise and maybe getting a little bit behind, you know, at least at least we we know what we have. We've done individual meetings with all of our guys, sat down for about an hour with everybody, and and uh, discussed what they needed to work on. There's some guys that need to be in a weight room desperately, uh, which are hard to come by in this time. There's other guys that need to be in a gym, uh, refining their craft and working on their game. That's hard to come by unless you're fortunate, you know, to have a home gym or something. Um, we, I challenged all of our guys yesterday to become a student of the game. You know, we're not watching NCAA basketball or NBA basketball right now, but pick out a couple of your favorite players, maybe somebody you try to emulate a little bit, and just watch them in a, in a student type of setting rather than a social setting where you're watching a game to see who wins. You know, if you want to be a better rebounder, watch some old Dennis Rodman clips. You know, if you want to work on refining your shooting, then watch some Ray Allen clips. So there's, there's a lot that can be done right now um, on their games, and each guy needs to get after it. I joked, um, you know, that you can get in really good physical condition if you're in prison. And, you know, you've got a few dumbbells and you've got a pull-up bar and some things. If you make up your mind, uh, sometimes I think – in today's age, we think we need a fancy facility, but at the end of the day, if you've got the right mindset, I think a lot of guys can tackle some things. And one of one of the 
um, one of the big things that we talk about here is the wolf in the pack. You know, the, the pack is only as strong as each wolf, and the wolf is only as strong as the pack. And a lot of times during the season, we're talking more pack mentality. And now every one of these wolves is off in their separate environment, wherever they might be. And I'm challenging everybody to, to address what they need to work on and bring it back to the pack whenever that time is. And then we'll reassemble and we'll, uh, we'll jump back in the saddle and get after it again. So the results uh, this year, kind of, uh, you can break them into three parts here. You've got, uh, I think, 9-2 and two in the non-conference, 7-2 and two at home in conference, and then you've got the road conference record, which is really what stands between the Utes and getting to the NCAA tournament, which is what so many Ute fans crave after you know this four years without, without going to the tourney. What do you yep. think has to happen specifically on the road? Because you look at the non-conference and the win over Kentucky, that went pretty well, and the home conference went pretty well, but the road was the problem. Yeah, I, you know, it's, there's not really a, a theme that we've looked back on all those road games. There were two games in particular that I know we'd love to have back. We, we, uh, we played really well at USC and lost the game going down the stretch. Uh, lost overtime game at Cal and lost a close game at Stanford. So, you know, you can look at any uh, any scenario you want. I don't think the theme was consistent. Short of, you know, it's the next it's the next play mentality, and sometimes things get out of hand. And I think um, I think that also happens a little bit when you've got a younger squad. Uh, that haven't experienced some things and, and things in conference this year were difficult. You know, you, you've got, we probably had six or seven NCAA teams. Um, so you had to be good when you got on the road. I think we relied on our home crowd. We played better at home, but that wasn't unusual for a lot of teams. And um, with the roster of an awful lot of freshmen and sophomore, you hope that this process uh, can change, and I and I trust that it will. It was years ago. Um, the the whole theme in the off season was we lost a bunch of close games, and and you know I thought we regrouped and we put ourselves in position where we could make some plays. And my concept was, hey, let's let's not get in so many close games. And then the following year, you know, we ended up winning a bunch of games, kind of running away. So. Um, that's that's it for us is is finding a little bit more maturity stepping up and making plays there were games in that preseason on the road where we don't hit open shots you know sometimes it's that simple when you're presented with an open shot you got to make them there were other games where we turned it over too many times you know other games where we weren't physical enough so um uh, that's that's something we're going to remember and i think it's motivating us throughout the course of the off season and and we'll the slate will be wiped clean next year and we're going to have to be far more better uh on the road than we were that's there's no question yeah i think you get all that you understand the program the tradition of the program you know you were here you've been in this community a long time you played for the jazz you know all about utah basketball i think it's pointless to exp- uh, ask you uh, you got to make the tournament next year blah blah you you get all that I and mean, you understand that better than anybody well so i'm i'm going to move away from that for a little bit i wanted to i wanted to throw something at you we had somebody uh 
in your department a while ago tell us you know you were bearing down on getting uh, Lowry Markinen to come to your program we know he's from Finland and Hanomenola I covered the team for the Tribune in the 90s when he played there and it was set to go and then somebody says to us yeah and we know why Arizona got him and so the point I want to bring up with you is this stuff that's going on and, and HBO had a thing where the Arizona coach is talking about stuff and all that is there any way that this sport can be cleaned up so it's more level or is it just going to continue to be dirty well the only the only way i can really see it now that this the question's a little bit of a curveball and i don't want to step into any kind of piles of things around here um but unless there's ramifications uh and sometimes it's not just coaches but but I really believe in our industry that you have athletic directors, when they hire a coach, it's kind of known what you might be getting in for. Um, you know, I think there's a history of people in our profession that, uh, that it's known. So, you know, I guess my question is, you don't, it's like raising kids. If, uh, if the punishment is not timely and uh, appropriate, then it's really not punishment. And I think it's going to, and now we, we're going on years now since all this thing broke. And I don't know enough about it. Um, I know here at Utah, we've taken a lot of pride in, in doing things the right way. Uh, you know, I would take a lie detector test. I would offer a reward if anybody could come up with anything that we did that was illegal um, and be happy to live by those consequences. I think everybody makes different decisions in different programs and, um, you know, I don't think the landscape's improved any. Um, and actually, in our profession, I think it it's might even have taken a turn for the worst when not much has happened over the last couple of years with decisions that programs are making. And yet, you know, here we go, uh, you know, kind of status quo, life goes on. So I don't know when you get uh, the almighty dollar involved and – you know, you have the shoe companies and everybody gets it. You know, what the value of having a marquee player that can shine, sign a shoe deal is worth an awful lot of investment in the grassroots. And there's just uh, there's a lot that needs to be cleaned up. And and we're just going to keep plugging along and trying to do it the right way. There are certain uh, examples like the one you used with uh, marketing those those things, those hurt. And, um, you know, I. I don't have anything on fact what took place there, and uh, we're just going to keep keep grinding along. But I'd sure like to see, uh, again, back to the analogy of, of some punishment and some people um, when they have the, when they have the goods. You know, when when somebody has the facts and is holding somebody in the corner and knows for a fact that that things were done, then I, I believe punishment needs to take place. And until that happens, it's, it's probably going to continue to to happen the way it's happening. As someone who grew up in Southern California and rooted for UCLA and was surprised to read an L.A. Times story one day about a booster, it's been going on for 50 years, so I don't think it's going to get cleaned up because I don't think it's just the school. There's a lot of outside players who can make money off this, and I don't see how they're going to be contained. So I wanted to move to something else about uh, your program and what I've been told by people around it and by people who like you but who are also critical. And one was that with all the uh, transfers that you've sustained over the years, 
that at the essence was there isn't enough good cop, bad cop on the staff. There was too much bad cop, bad cop, and it wore players out. And we can debate whether, you know, players are too thin-skinned now and everybody's got a story is a little different. But I was also told that even though the results this year, the win-loss record didn't change that much, that you did something last summer and they, they didn't really want to go into what it was. But it was kind of some kind of personal accountability, talking to people, whatever, and kind of change in your mindset and the way you interacted with kids. And I thought, that's interesting. I wonder if they're making excuses for him or trying to explain it away. But then you only had one kid transfer, and you've had years where you've had more transfers. So I wonder, did you really do something? What did you do? What did you change personally? Well, well, I think, uh, you know, a big part of it is probably being ahead of the game a little bit. And you know, I think sometimes you get teased, um, you know, in the talent category. And, you know, there's certain indications that there might be uh, problems in the future with keeping keeping somebody happy. Um, so we just kind of got back to, I, I think, a little bit what happened is, you know, we end up going to a Sweet 16, and we've got a bunch of kids that uh, maybe were under-recruited, but they were all high-character kids. I think uh, Jordan Leverage and Brandon Taylor and, uh, you know, even the DeLon Wrights and those guys, just super high-character-driven kids. And so I think part of this equation is making sure when you're in some recruiting circles that you don't you know, maybe sell yourself out a little bit and keep chasing the stars. When we, when we made that Sweet 16, I thought, man, we pulled this off with some kids that aren't a bunch of high caliber, high stars, highly touted kids, and then you kind of shift directions and you start chasing some of that talent. And what happened, you know, not to give you the long story of everything, there's certain cases uh, involved, but I think – what happens is you compromise a little bit of some culture and some character and uh, can actually be detrimental to your program. So I think, you know, just as players, you as a coaching staff, you want to kind of see what your environment is and see what's make what's changing. Um, but we certainly we certainly are focused on finding the right kids that we think have a, a good chance Um to play here and get through it it's not easy and every program in america is different so, you know you can go some places and they just roll the ball out and maybe there's not a bunch of academic expectations i don't know i just know there's an awful lot of ways you can run a program and and i do believe it's it's not easy to be at utah we expect guys to you know to hold a pretty high standard and sometimes when young men get here they realize that this isn't what what they were cut out for. So we're trying to be really clear ahead of time with everything and then stay completely invested and connected with all the kids throughout the process, you know, information. And, um, and so I feel good about it. And I think that's, that's important. You know, it's in any industry or business that you're in, when you've got change, I think you need to take a good look at yourself. And I'd like to think that I've mellowed as a coach and, um, and our staff's pretty efficient and effective with what we're trying to do, and and we just try to tell the truth to some kids and get them to get them to work hard. So hopefully we can we can take the next step. We had Dave Rose on the show uh, last month, and he was saying one of the things that he would have liked to have done over is when kids were interested in leaving for whatever reason, 
that he wishes that he would have re-recruited them a little bit. Do you find that you have to re-recruit kids who are already in your program to make sure that they want to stay here and, and it's a two-way, you want them, they want to be here? Is that something that you are that you feel like you have to do? Well, I mean, I think so. You know, usually there's a pretty good sample size for what the expectations are. And when a young man comes in in the spring and, you know, and asks what their role is going to be next year uh, after they've been here a few years, um, sometimes that's a little bit hard to discuss because I think everybody has a pretty good idea and everybody wants to play. You know, that that's the big thing. Um, you know, players players want to play. They want to go somewhere where they can develop. And so there there comes circumstances and situations on teams where you get into that you get into that team, and maybe the landscape is not as bright uh, to bust through some things. I think there's a lot of different ways to handle it. You know, I think there's a a real driven. I'm going to earn time. Uh, I'm going to prove to the coach why he's wrong. Um, but I also think there's a little something that correlates with our culture right now. And that's, you know, it's just sometimes it's easy to pack up your bags and go try it somewhere else. And I think some of this has trickled down from even to say when LeBron and those guys said they're taking their talents to South beach, I think there could be a percentage of the young population that's, that's kind of assimilating that, uh, information wrong. I think you have a lot of uh, high school players that are changing teams. You've got a lot of AAU players that are changing teams for various reasons. And sometimes when things get hard, instead of wrapping your way through it and trying to get through it where there could be some positive on the other end, um, that it's just set up right now. And, and we're right around the corner. There's legislation on the table that kids are in college basketball are just going to be able to transfer and not have to sit. You know, I think that's pretty dangerous. So you know, part of our responsibility is to help help some kids become young men and grow up. And, and uh, you know, I, I understand the argument that coaches can leave any time for other jobs. Why can't players? Why can't kids? Well, because I, I do think a lot of times we're talking about kids. And I think we have a duty to, to have a little more stick to itiveness uh, about us and fight through some hard times. And so, but each case is always different, you know, and I think there's certain kids that want to be assured that there's a future and have a plan that's laid out for them and, and, and a way that we're going to go about it. I think that's the thing more than anything is the player wants to know that you're committed to them and, uh, and you have a plan to help them reach some of their goals. And that's what we've tried to do um, this year. Larry, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us here this morning. And uh, I mean, your, you summer, your summer will probably be different, but uh, good luck. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you.